It's all very well talking about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes, we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So, stay tuned. So, hi, Joe. Hi. Uh, Joe actually lives about five minutes away, <laughs> um, but but we're still doing it on a screen. But it's it's almost like the real thing, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, Southbourne is the creative hub of, of oh, the UK, so yeah, absolutely. Um, now, this is Joe O'Connell, listeners, who is a PR consultant as she puts on her LinkedIn thing, PR consultant who gets results, which is kind of important. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm not going to blabber on about what you do, Joe. Just, just give us a bit of an overview. Okay, so I run Jelly Rock PR. So uh, that's our PR company based in Bournemouth. It's been going for about seven years. Um, and my kind of history of how I got to there, um, originally I, I was living and working in London, did that. And then before I was going to settle down and get a mortgage, I decided I needed to become a diving instructor first. So I quit my job in PR and advertising there, went and became a dive instructor and lived and worked in Thailand and the Philippines for a few months with my boyfriend then, who's now my husband. And then after that, came back to the UK and worked for a PR consultancy in Paul, which was all about travel and water sports. So that worked out really well. And then after that, I, the, my dream job came up, which was the PR manager for Bournemouth Tourism. So promoting Bournemouth, the place that I absolutely loved because that's why I live here. And also promoting Europe's biggest flop, which is the Europe surf reef, the man-made surf reef, which... Uh, over three years <laughs> the first two years were amazing it was all about the hype and the science and the ecology behind it and it was really exciting and obviously the surfing and that was really good but the last year was total crisis PR because it was a white elephant and it was built incredibly and it just flopped so that was quite character building so mm. um, yeah what doesn't kill you make you stronger and then after that I kind of went well do you know what I've tried a bit of everything. Now I'm ready to be my own boss and do PR my way. And yeah, it's proved really effective. Mm. And that that uh, is, you know, like all these stories of real people. <laughs> it, it never it never happens. Kind of, you know, one morning you you wake up and, and all of a sudden you're a PR consultant. So I love the fact that you went via Thailand and the Philippines, that being a scuba diver and an instructor and a are you, you a, a filmmaker as well weren't you oh yeah I was an underwater videographer I was terrible at it I was really bad it takes a lot of it takes a lot of practice being able to kind of stay still and film small little seahorses and then turn around and film someone kind of um someone kind of learning their paddy course and things like that so I could do the people because they kind of kind of stayed a lot but in terms of zooming to all that my my underwater videos were awful but it did teach me about 
people like them because it, it showed them people always want to see themselves on the screen so that was good but i'll tell you what the quality yeah i used to have to sit there after everyone came back from a dive and we'd all sit around in the bar and then watch the video that i'd edited together and then i'd go and, oh boy okay <laughs> yeah stuck to diving <laughs> definitely very real and i've got to say anybody who can go anywhere that far under the water at all um has a, a gold star as far as i'm concerned it's very impressive so so yeah so then and, and at one stage so you were actually made redundant weren't you at one stage which kind of really kicked you into another place yes so i um after bournemouth tourism i worked for two years um promoting contemporary dance in bournemouth which is also not the easiest sell um but yeah so that was a real again that was a bit more character building uh, and then there was there was kind of an interesting job i was learning a bit of marketing a bit of pr and then yeah my daughter was she was only a few months old and then i was called into a meeting um and then they were saying yeah we need someone who's yeah, they, they needed a, a kind of a different role. And yeah. inside I was going, I was a total mixture. I was going, this is amazing because I was never going to come back. But at the same time, I'm going, oh my gosh, how am I going to feed my family going forward? Um, and it was real kind of, it was scary. There was no safety net, but that just went, right, this is it now. I'm going to create Jelly Rock. I've been planning it in my head for couple of years and now I'm ready to do it and well I have to do it so that was kind of the yeah. boot and yeah. then I've never looked back so it was it was scary but it was the best thing that happened yeah yeah lots of lessons there by the way why uh, can, can I ask why jelly rock um because I wanted something completely different to show that we're not like agencies we're not like P big PR agencies in the area we do things differently it's fun we don't take it too seriously because it's all about relationships um and sometimes with agencies you get lots of smoke and mirrors and people have to pay for account management and all these tiers and office costs where with us you don't pay anything we work from home we work together as a team and you just pay for our time so we work very efficiently um, and yeah, and then that helps gets results. So people, yeah. often people have used big agencies and then they come to us and go, do you know what? We've had our fingers burnt with PR. We're just going to give it one last chance. We're not even sure PR works. And then we go, we give them the results and they go, wow. <laughs> oh gosh and we go yeah i know pr what does work it's amazing so yeah. yeah i guess you wouldn't really be doing it if it didn't so that that's that's a, no that's a brilliant story and i love the name jelly rock it's, it's excellent and Thanks. so th this whole pr thing um so if we're building a business for instance which is is kind of the target listener of this podcast so with everything that's going on, all that crazy noise, online, offline, all over the place, all these voices telling you this is the way to do it, this isn't the way to do it, getting heard above that din, but also hanging on and keeping that real integrity, that real you-ness is a blinking hard challenge. And when it comes to PR, I think there might be a few myths in people's minds about oh that's going to be all just kind of manipulative and sort of not real go on blow, blow the myths so when we communicate to our friends our family other people we do that through telling stories whether it's down the pub or over dinner we we 
so if, if someone says to us how was your day you don't say well i got my, my sales are up so many percent and we've in, we're increasing size and by 25 percent in the last six people don't talk like that but sometimes when you get to pr people think that that's what you need to do people don't want to hear that they want to hear oh do you know what i've had the worst day because i've had to deal with this oh how did you get over this situation oh well, i did this and this and this so that's the way that we deal with with pr so people want to hear the stories about the people behind the business so the first thing that we do is to kind of go okay you run your own business what 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 led you to this point what have you overcome and what or what what's your backstory so you've just in, in the first five minutes you've heard about yeah. me as a diving instructor and then i promoted europe's worst project ever which was an absolute failure that's what people want because it's interesting and that's how you relate to your friends so you don't you don't you're not friends with people because they bang on about their sales boost and all this kind of thing sales increase um you you you're with them because you find them engaging and entertaining and honest that's pr really because we like levi roots as a brand and as a person because we've learned how he's overcome he's overcome pretty bad things in his life he was kind of in prison at one point he was illiterate he came over from jamaica then he got into music and in in prison he had his light bulb moment and then that's when he kind of went i'm going to get into music and reggae reggae source was born mm. or joe malone she created her business in the early 80s at her kitchen table just by doing work going small and then she sold it for millions but she was as a teenager she dropped out of school as a teenager because she had to look after her sick mum she was totally dyslexic um, but she saw the world in set with her senses of in her sense of smell and she could see smell in a, in a way that we can't mm. that that that's why we buy into these brands because people let us in a bit more so it's not all about how amazing we are and all this it's about hey this is me warts and all this is the this is what i've had to overcome um and and that's when you can build a brand on truth and not hype oh Oh, there's a few quotes there for the show notes, Joe. I'll tell you that. And I love the expression warts and all. And I love it even more. Now I've kind of grown this tiny little wart on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think, oh my gosh, that's a. I was going to try and get it taken off. And I think, well, no, actually, because it's quite a good metaphor. So you got a little friend. Um, thank you. Um, so <laughs> enough about my warts. Um, but yeah, that is a story, 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 real, real, real. I was talking to somebody only yesterday. She's a virtual assistant. And we were just saying, like, she wants to offer me as a resource for people that she's working with and vice versa. And really, we didn't need to know a huge amount more about our businesses. What we needed to know was that we kind of got each other and that we liked the style of each other and we were able to sit and have a coffee and be real and you know all of that and and actually beyond that the rest is kind of very little detail i mean yeah you need to know how much somebody's going to charge and all the rest of it but 
that's not what that's not what brings you there in the first place that's not what will make me recommend her to somebody um you know it'll be she's a brilliant person i trust her completely um you, you'll find it very easy to get on with her and she's you know she's got good attention to detail whatever you need for a virtual assistant she's got it so yeah people people relationships so this thing that really grinds against that is everybody hearing about Da, 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 da. I'm going to say S-E-O. Yes. And now SEO. So SEO in the past, it was you would pay some company lots of money. You didn't really know what you were paying for, but they'd go keyword, keyword, keyword. And, um, and they'd have, they talk algorithms and you'd go, okay, we're paying these guys money for our SEO, but we don't really know what we're getting and then google thankfully have changed all the their algorithms so now it's based on useful content that people want to read so again listening to trevor young on the other episode it was he was talking about you know you're paid and you're um you're paid and you're owned those kind of so when when we're talking seo you're back in you're back in control because the way that you do it now is by creating stuff that people want to read and share. So really, the, the best thing in terms of SEO is honest, useful content, which answers your customers' questions. And guess what? You're the best person to know that because your, question, your customers are asking you these questions all the time. So you, you kind of list them. Uh, if you need uh, to have extra uh extra kind of um inspiration then yes there's ask the public there's that website which shows you when you kind of type in your few words what people are searching for out there on on the internet and search engines um and that can that could kind of spark a bit of bit of creativity in terms of other posts and content that you can create but really by helping people as much as possible you really are doing your se your own seo in the best efficient way possible, which helps your business, but, and, and yet, yeah, and helps your customers. Yeah, absolutely. So it's no, this is so good. Where did I read something? Was it LinkedIn as well? I, I don't know about Facebook. That's still a mystery to me, but this, this general switch, this, there seems to be a sea change, doesn't there? In terms of valuing the, the sort of authentic value giving, honest, storytelling content more as opposed to as you say these slightly manipulative keywordy posts and stuff i mean that's brilliant if that's actually happening out in the big world yeah if you're able to give away value of how to do how how is it that people can start to do a part of your job some people will always go and it's a natural it's a natural kind of defensive thing it's well hang on if I'm telling people how I do my job, then they'll be able to do it instead of me. But people don't have the time. So they want to kind of have the insight of, oh, so that's how it works. But what they haven't got is the time to sit down and do your job as well as you could ever do it in a quarter or you know even less of the time. Yeah. But just by giving that value and letting people in a bit behind the scenes, just a little bit, that that's the start of a great relationship yeah, because you are exactly. seeing value so yeah um, 
and, and that's and that's so good if, if Google and, and what have you are, are, are recognizing that now um, because that means the, con the quality of content is going to go up enormously so yay um, celebration for that so when it comes to so when I think of PR um, I do tend to think of things like getting articles in magazines and newspapers Getting, getting to sit on the sofa and breakfast TV, getting on your local radio station or, or you know, national radio, um, all of that malarkey. It, it, is, that, is, is that kind of the biggest part of what PR is? Well, so as Trevor said, so um, you've got your media relations, so getting in the, the press, that's part of it. But then it's also, because it's about, so, so say um, we get a, a client on radio or TV, everything you're doing is distilling down to pretty much three key messages. What is it you want to say? Who are you? What do you stand for? Why are you different? So you, if you distill that into your three key messages, then that comes across in everything. It comes across in how you present yourself in networking meetings or, it, or, or on social media. Again, when Trevor's saying kind of people need a pretty much a philosophy for social media or pretty much a mission. What are we using? Why are we using social media rather than just getting out there and being there and being present just for the sake of it? Exactly. What are we trying to communicate? If it's honesty and transparency as there are values, then we better be honest and transparent on social media because that's the way that you're talking to your customers. So, again, PR, it. Once you go right back, it's to do with your branding. People often think that branding is just logos. Well, actually, it's not. It's what are you saying as about your organization or company? Um, so, yeah, those three key messages you're using, media interviews, but also social media, but and also your website. And then how when someone, a customer calls you on the phone, how are you communicating those messages and values on the phone? Is it that people have to be on hold or they have 15 different options to get through to someone or are you just being one of those companies that you pick up in one ring and there's a real person on the phone? So it's those kind of things as well. So it's all about your communication and how and how, how you're communicating those things. Yeah, yeah, and the impact you're having. And when you want to get, I mean, I recently um, had a little article published in, quite a nice little what's called a bookzine i've never come across that word before bookzine nice, nice. brilliant um sort of psychology type stuff um but it so it's an article on imposter syndrome so and it was so good to see it in a, a really nice flashily done magazine because it was all laid out with the graphics and the illustrations and i thought oh that's exciting obviously the content was good as well but um what what happened was that i was recommended by so somebody i knew through networking knew because it was out there you know that I had an interest in imposter syndrome uh, I'd written articles about it done workshops on it whatever recommended me to this editor um, who then contacted me and there we go you know I, I, I've got an article I was, e I was even paid for it how about that Yay! Hey. Um, <laughs> and it, it's therefore that was down to relationship building Simple. yeah absolutely so you built the relationship and now you've created great content that people are reading 
And then when people read that, because they, they're reading that because they value, you know, they're spending ta- their time reading that, you've got that editorial authority. So you might have paid for an advert in that magazine, but people just go, well, Trisha's paid for that. Mm. So, well, that's just sending to me. But now that you're, you're, you are now an expert because an editor has deemed you important enough to place you in his or her magazine. And then so you already so you're building trust with whoever is reading. And that's that's the value of PR because you have the editorial stamp. Mm. And, and the thing is that I would have thought a, a little while back because of things like imposter syndrome, uh, and that will be, this will resonate with a lot of people growing their business, a, a lot of people who've grown their business. Um, I, I would have thought that it's everyone else who gets articles published in magazines. It's everyone else who gets to sit on the sofa at breakfast TV. It's everyone else who get, you know, that's not going to be me because I'm not sort of like big enough. I'm not kind of um, important enough, famous enough, whatever it is. And actually all it came down to was the fact that I'd been out there consistently with a message and I had conversations with people that, that it wasn't a magic spell. No, and and it's you, you're offering something valuable. Can you imagine? Can you imagine having someone on the sofa who goes, "Hey, I'm here because I'm important enough." Can you be, yeah, well, that's Piers Morgan. You don't want to be with someone like that. You want to be. You want to be a down to earth person that people can relate to, because people want to see people just like them doing it. That's why we all kind of, yeah, we get inspired not by people up in the kind of higher, you know, echelons of high society it's our friends who are doing well going oh hang on yeah actually i could i could do a bit and we're all incrementally helping each other by seeing seeing each other do well um you know we're we're not all celebrities and we're everyday people and we're using our expertise to get ourselves out there in a way that we feel comfortable can you without obviously um, any confidentiality malarkey but is can you give we might even be a generic sort of uh, mishmash of stories can you give an example of somebody maybe maybe a small business owner who has has come to you um, and 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 the sort of the kind of progress the journey where they've worked with you and they've got into a place where their visibility has has grown can you can you think i'm putting you on the spot here because i think no no no, no, it's, no, it's, no i know you'll have loads of stories, stories. it's yeah. difficult to pick one but yeah go for it no so um i i i i was really busy so i wasn't taking any more clients on um i was going right that's it i'm up i'm up to up to it now so i can't take anyone on and then i got this phone call and um it was uh it was a woman who said right i'm 76 and i've just launched my own bikini brand um it's an active bikini brand because when i was younger i used to go when i learned water skiing in the south of france in the old days in the 60s you could never get a bikini that stayed up so i learned to water ski with one hand holding my briefs up um, and bikinis have always failed me because as soon as you're slightly active in the water, they all fall down. So I've created a neoprene bikini brand called Zwimsuit. Um, and I just went, oh, I have to work with you. This is amazing. This is amazing. And it was it, it was so much fun. So, yeah, at the age of 76, she, um, Cherry Harker, had uh, shunned retirement 
thought, no, I'm not one to retire. She's never had an office job because she'd go mad in an office. She's always had exciting jobs. And then she's la- she launched this brand. And, um, but she'd never done any PR before, but going slow. So I kind of started slowly kind of going, okay, well, let's put, get you in your local, um, your local newspaper and magazine, Telegraph, Stella magazine, full page there. Of the Daily Mail even hired out a house, a mansion in the middle of London with a swimming pool, with a whole photo shoot of, for her and models in bikinis. So she had a double page spread in the Daily Mail. She was on Radio 4. She's, she's been on everywhere and, she, and she's an amazing woman, absolutely amazing. Um, so that was a real kind of taking someone with yeah, I've got a story and I'm doing this because I'm passionate about it. And then not only did we get coverage for the bikini, but we also got coverage because of her story. Oh, oh, I love that. Especially as an older woman myself. I love that story. And I love, um, I love that. Yeah. Story, 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 word that keeps coming up. And I, 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 I sometimes get clients to make, story banks as I call them you know just go away and actually write you know just a, a page in a notebook and just keep going with you know f- stream of consciousness thinking and it's amazing once you start all these little stories will come to you and you don't have to be 76 you know you, you could be you could be 17 you will have stories and actually you might have slightly dismissed some of them as not being that interesting until you see the core of it and, and something at the core of it that relates to what you're trying to do now, what you're, the message you're, and the passion that you're trying to get out there now, will actually end up possibly being a, a, you know, a post, a, a vlog, a video, uh, whatever. And you're undervaluing those stories often. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So there's, there's a sweet spot to, to hit when it comes to storytelling and it's the it's the overlapping segments of your business and your personal life. So it could be something about your family. Did you set up your business around your family or is it because you had a, you've got a child with autism that you went into this line of work or is it to do with your health? Did you have a health issue? So that's why you went down this line of, you know, this line of work or you created something around this. Is it to do with your hobbies is there a passion that you followed? That's the, that overlapping segment between your, your company, your brand or your business and what, and what led you there. That's the sweet spot where you can, then you can start, then you go, Oh, hang on. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, there's that story and there's that story. And also we have these stories that we tell people all the time because they, they help people. They, they just communicate who we are. Um, and, you, and we, t- we start, we can, you can hear it going, oh yeah, I'm telling these same stories. Well, that's all to do with your personal brand and that's all to do with, it's a leveler. So for me, um, if I'm at a networking event and I'm going, oh, this is, this is not the easiest crowd. Um, I always use diving because everyone, either people go, oh, I went diving in blah, 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 blah. And you, and, and already you're just starting talking or they might go, oh, I could never do diving. I, oh no. And the reason's why, but I have done snorkeling or I haven't. They, there's all, everyone can buy in something. And it's just something that people can relate to. And then straight away you're talking. Yes. So it, it's, it's just finding those common values or something completely different that people might have an opinion on that 
you go, right, well, you've, you've got that kind of crutch or you've got that conversation in the bag that you can pull out whenever you need it. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And weirdly, you spent time in the Philippines. My daughter now lives in the Philippines. And I, I often find that a really interesting thing to just pop into conversation. Everybody's intrigued by that. What do you mean lives? Yeah, she lives. She's with a Filipina guy. She's had a baby. Wow. She's built wow. a backpacking hostel. Um, she, oh my gosh. And yes, you might be, th- some people will say, well, why are you talking about that, Trisha? It's got nothing to do with your business. You're not going to make any money out of that. And I just say, no, really wrong wrong approach guys wrong yeah. approach this is the things that people remember you know this when you go to a party or whatever you know what do you come away who do you remember and even when you watch stuff on television or films um you know what what do you remember it's it's the real it's the human story stuff that sticks with you um it's like when i learned history at school which was in victorian era um i I don't, I couldn't remember dates. I couldn't remember all those facts, but tell me a story about, you know, even if it was a bit gory, like the, the women being beheaded and the two princes in the town, I could remember that. Yeah. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, story, story, story. And, and, and that starts from a conversation at a networking event, as you so rightly point out, it's not just the conversations on your radio in your newspaper, whatever it's, it's the whole kit and caboodle. You've got to start, thinking have you got any any more actually we've already had quite a few very specific tips that people can put into action anything anything else before we begin to wrap up yeah so um pretty much kind of so i also work with um, a cycling event in uh, kent so it's a 24-hour cycling event where people start cycling around the brands hatch motor circuit at 3 p.m on a saturday and they do not finish until 3 p.m. on the Sunday. So some people, they'll do it in teams of eight or six or four or two. Some people, they will just, they will ride it themselves. And there's some big hills and they do not stop cycling for 24 hours, even when they're almost falling asleep on the bike. It's crazy. Um, so they, in the past, they paid uh, a London agency lots of money for celebrity endorsements. And that comes at a price. And yeah, so again, they hadn't got much from it. So they came to me and I went, well, hang on. Well, let's start, I'm going to use the S word again. Let's start finding the stories of the cyclists who are riding and why are they riding for 24 hours? And we've had full page spreads in the Express, in the Daily Mail, because there are people with some incredible stories. There, There's a guy that... Um, was hit by a truck and he had cancer twice and he almost died he he's he's cycling it and he's he's now doing really well and he's also a motivational speaker or you've got someone who almost died on the operating table because he had issues with his heart now he's cycling around um and that's all free so when you start with this kind of approach it doesn't cost anything Cool, it's my time and I'm, I'm doing because I'm doing the journalist job for them. I am delving and being the detective and finding out what's going on and then giving it to the right journalist in the right time in the right way. That's yeah. pretty much if, you, if you're helping a journalist do that kind of work, then that's valuable to the journalist because they're really uh, they're really kind of stuck on time. So if you're helping them and helping them, them do their job, then that's also PR. Yeah. And, and, the, and the other thing we were saying about kind of letting people in and just showing your genuine self that's the crucial question about social media 
as well in terms of how do I show myself authentically on social? So, you know, my, my Instagram, um, feed is a lot of, you know, Instagram's got a lot to answer for in terms of it is the edited perfect lifestyle. And it's so easy to believe all this stuff. But in actual fact, the one people like it because I've got chickens because I work from home. So I've got these little fluffy chickens in, in my back garden. And, um, and I wish I was going, well, I've got some kind of prestigious clients in London. Oh, do I really put the chickens on there? And now <laughs> my clients are going, how are the chickens? Are they all right? And it's just letting people in about your everyday work life. Let people in behind the scenes. And, and then people, it gives people kind of even more to talk about. So, yeah. That is such a perfect example. I absolutely love. Now you see, that's vaguely how I sort of use Instagram. I, I have a complete mix of, but I do really try not to do. The problem is when you live in such a beautiful place as we both live, mm. you've got like Hengsbury Head down the road, nature reserve, you've got the sea down there, you've got you know the Jurassic Coast along there it it is quite tricky not to look a little bit smug um yeah. and so oh I do try to avoid that um but yeah it's that oh I've just seen one I'm looking at your Instagram now there is literally um a, a, a chicken thing I, that's not very technical <laughs> on your laptop yes yes oh yes. my goodness me that is spectacular that that is just brilliant oh hashtag jelly cluckers i mean this is it isn't it this, oh my gosh now this we, you have to follow joe on our instagram account no you i think that's instagram is a really interesting people often say oh i don't know and see the point of instagram it's very visual um but it also does give you this wonderful opportunity to just share some very random stuff and like you're going for a walk you see something weird on the pavement you know Actually, it might not be anything to do with your business, but it is to do with that moment in your life and the way your brain works and some ridiculous, you know, metaphor that you've come up with because you've seen a chicken on the road. Uh, yeah. But anyway, we won't go into the chicken thing because I know nothing about chickens. Oh, Ooh, you will. Is, uh, yeah, we can now do a whole other podcast episode about chickens but we won't so to round up because this has been so fascinating i want you to just let people know where they can you know uh, build relationships with you basically yeah and that's actually that's another good point so pr is all about getting and the social media is about getting people to to start to get to know you before you've even had that conversation because if you ha if it's if it is and business is all about relationships, then if it's starting that process early and they can on on the customer's term and they can kind of go, hey, there's oh yeah, I'm interested in this person and yeah, they they're trustworthy because they're doing all these things right. Then that's the whole start of this this whole process. Um, so yeah, so um, yeah, I'm on jellyrockpr.co.uk. That's the website. Um, Jelly Rock is pretty easy if you kind of start searching. Um, yeah, and based in Bournemouth, then kind of happy to help however kind of, yeah, what people need, really. Yeah, it would be like a conversation, wouldn't it? Just like yeah. one of those normal conversation things. Uh, yeah. And you can tell Joe's easy to talk to. So job done, really. I'll put, obviously, all your links on the show notes. And um, uh, this has just been, oh, as with all my guests, I just, I could just 
talk for ages but okay we'll wrap up um and um come back some other time and i will probably see you soon yes take action try this one small step it's got to be about finding your story joe mentioned three key messages that should really guide everything you're doing from social media to conversations at network so do some brainstorming on this what is it you want to say who are you? Why are you different? Lots of fascinating stuff. You might need some show notes. So head over to trishalewis.com forward slash make it real podcast to download those and subscribe because then you'll know when the next episode is available. I give you permission to go out and be real and enjoy it. Look forward to the next episode. Never be replaced.